Hey, Warriors. This is Mike. This is Amy. <laughs> this is Randy. It's Sarah. <laughs> <laughs> I was waiting for Randall, but we'll take it. Oh, man. And you're listening to the Unqualified Therapist Sync. to give you a little explicit parental <laughs> warning. <laughs> this one is not for kids. So make sure that they are not listening with you. We um, talk about sex. Ooh, I'm blushing. I am too. This is very uncomfortable. <laughs> <laughs> Clutch your pearls, grab your wine, and sit down for a good old time. Oh my God. But definitely necessary because i think it's important that we talk about these things yes it is and there should be like a little edit that mm-hmm. after talking about these things my opinions changed that night Ooh. period <laughs> and that's all she's gonna say that's about all that. i'm gonna say about that because now i'm really <laughs> blushing <laughs> all right enjoy there's four of us. I know. And this I is can't. A shit show. I just can't do it. Okay. okay you want me so to? No. I got it. I got it. I got it. Okay. I got it. I got it. Thanks, guys, for joining us again. We, of course, are going to shamelessly ask you one more time if you could take a minute and vote for us for Best of the Berg. You can vote once a day until the 17th. So we have a fun episode, I think, ish coming up. Um, but we wanted to talk a little bit about it's gonna be something. It's gonna be something. And, and we <laughs> <laughs> last week was a heavy um, topic mm-hmm. and a heavy episode, and I think that it might have been hard for some people to listen to or want to listen to. Right. We didn't have our usual listeners. Correct. We'll leave it at that. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's okay because we're gonna keep putting out difficult content. For the fact that that's what we do, we want to talk about things that no one else talks about, um, even if it is uh, uncomfortable. You right. Know? So it's important that we do. So yeah, as we said, over the next two months, uh, April and May, it is it is a lot of heavy topics, being that it is Sexual Awareness Month this month and um, Mental Health Awareness Month, as well as Suicide Awareness Month in may yeah it's gonna be quite that's a heavy month so that's a heavy month yeah it is yeah so that's why we're adding in a lot of sex in fact we have a sex expert coming on at some point this month yes i'm super excited about that that'll be fun which you know what people could just be fucking uncomfortable about that too so i don't really know if that was any better i know (laughs) But that's what, I mean, she's a sex therapist, basically. She's a sex expert, and it's going to be a really rad episode. 
The only reason, like, I know that's a thing is, do you remember Private Practice, like, the spinoff? I do. Yeah, great. I didn't watch it. Oh, okay. Well, there was a sex therapist who worked in that office, and I was like, that's a fucking crazy-ass job. (laughs) (laughs) Because you could, like, sit in, obviously, fake, whatever, in in their sessions about... That's how I know what that is. But anyway, so I'm excited to talk with her real life. Yeah. It's going to be, um, we're going to be clutching our pearls a lot, I think. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> More me than you. So the question is for both of you, Randy and Mike. Um, we just kind of wanted your uh, reactions. Since not a whole lot of people listened last week. What were your reactions to last week's episode? Um, yeah. Just in general. Nothing really specific. Randall. Well, can I ask a question first? Yes. And maybe this can get cut out or not, but people were uncomfortable with the topic. Was um, that the feedback you guys got, or we didn't really get feedback? Our numbers were probably Our down. Numbers were down by significant amounts of of downloads. Oh, uh, so you're you're connecting the dots that it has to yeah. do with the topic. I couldn't imagine what else it would be. Right. I don't know what else it would be. Everything else has been super consistent. So Okay. I was just curious first. I mean, I am making an assumption. Right. But. Uh, okay. Sorry. I just thought, not sorry. N- not, mm-hmm. definitely not sorry. I think it was a good clarification because perhaps people, did, I mean, I was kind of like beating around the bush. So I sort of just said it. Uh, so, so I'm sorry. So you asked what our thoughts were. Yes. From the podcast that we did last week. I thought it was was great. I thought it was informative. I thought it was helpful. I mean, I, I watched Roll Red Roll. Mm. So I did not watch it the second time. Did you watch it the second time? No, I just watched it. You didn't want to watch it. Uh, it was beyond cringeworthy. Yeah. Like watching that as well as the uh, the soror- the fraternity episode. Uh, I didn't get to that one. Hunting, hunting ground. ground. Yeah. No, but I, I I thought it was informative and and helpful and and scary all in the same same breath of, of what's what's going on and what has been going on. I I thought the episode was was great. I was I wouldn't say uncomfortable you know hearing my wife talk about something like that and it being you know public it's not you know it was hard hearing it just the two of us her telling me years later and you know over a decade into our relationship and marriage and you know I felt so many things I felt sad, angry, helpless. And I figure if that's how I feel, I can't imagine how the women feel or girls feel that are going through those things. And it's, you know, it's angering and it's just all kinds of emotions leaving me not knowing what to do, if anything, or what can I do or you know, but, but I was glad that I heard it. It it was helpful and it was informative and, and just trying to learn more. Yeah. So I have a question. When you say trying to learn more, what, so like back in high school, if this, did you ever hear of anything like this happening? No. If you had, 
would you have thought that the, and I just want to know honestly, and you can be completely honest. I don't want you to feel bad about saying like yes to this, but would you have put any blame on the girl? Like the way that the, the girls that I think specifically of those girls that were interviewed in red roll, red roll, red roll, red roll, right. (laughs) Um, they said, you know, well, they shouldn't have been doing this or they shouldn't have been doing that or it's their fault for this. They put themselves they into put the position. They put themselves in that position. Therefore, they have to own up to what happened. Mm-hmm. You, you text certain things to boys and you're or, asking yeah, for you it. Yeah, you go somewhere alone with them after a party. I mean, in, in hindsight, in, you know, 18-year-old Randy, I think that I feel that I, I would have, you know, thought that that was not right now i don't know what 18 year old randy would have done yeah you know i honestly don't know because you know i'm i mean 18 year old randy was immature and a dumb kid and you know so and not perceptive of that stuff at all so like that stuff could have been going on i had no idea but if that was something i like heard that got passed around i would have hoped that i would have either have done something or said something i know deep down i would have you know known that that was wrong but that's a completely different story and yeah that's and what i separates think that I, yeah and i wouldn't really blame yourself i think as a as an 18 year old girl well i mean like 15 you know when you're in high school 16 i don't know that i would have done anything or even known what to do right because that's a different story as well. Because that's probably that's probably a huge part of the problem. Right. That people don't even know what to do, and it probably would have been easier to maybe do something then because there wasn't social media and stuff like that, and you know, and the that kind of like bullying and stuff. But I think I, I definitely would have not thought it was you know right and have been worried, but I wouldn't have known even where to go or what to do. Yeah. I just ask because it happened to me and I thought that I was wrong. Like, so I just wonder how would everyone, how would everybody else outside world would probably think in your mind, you're thinking, well, they must think I was wrong. It was my, it was my fault. Yeah. And that's why I never said anything because I thought that, you know, I was like, well, I got drunk. I got so drunk that I blacked out. So that's my fault. Has anyone said anything to you ever since then? What do you mean? Like people from high school? No. I mean, to be fair, I don't really talk to the people I went to high school with. I don't have like contact. Yeah. But even, even at that time in high school, did, did anybody else know what happened? No. Did he happen to say anything to anybody? I don't think so because I never heard yeah, like I, I highly doubt he did. Like nothing ca- came back around to yeah. me, so I don't. But I don't know. I mean, he could have. I. I just feel like if he would have, it would have been all over the school. Yeah, because he would have done it in a brag. But here's way. the thing, though. Too honestly, there, it could there could have been, and I just didn't know it. Yeah. Because I do know that, I mean, it took forever for me to find out some of the things that were said about me for different things. Mm-hmm. And so, I, you know, it could, he very well could have told people, I, I don't, I, I don't know. Yeah. And I think I've also blocked out a lot from that too. So 
I may have even heard something like I don't, you yeah, know, I may yeah. have even heard something and just didn't even don't remember it because I've, I've pushed so much of that away, but I never dealt with the trauma of the actual experience. So that is stuck in my brain. Uh, yeah, I thought it was a, a great episode. I, um, I thought it brought a lot of light to something that isn't really talked about in depth a lot. You know, every, everybody knows that, that rape exists and happens, but they don't, they know of it, but they don't really hear all the, the intricate detail details about it, you know? And um, I think it's very informative on, on how easy something like that is to happen, to, especially to a, a person in high school. And um, also, I was happy on a personal level for you that you got to talk about it, because I know how hard that is. Yeah. And, uh, but I know getting that off your chest is, is really healing, you know, so I was, um, I was happy that you were able to actually finally let that loose and, and hopefully kind of, that would help, uh, the healing process, you know. And it really did. It's, I mean, (laughs) so when I finally told, when I finally told Randy, I felt, you know, a huge relief. And then when I told my therapist, I felt better. And then when I told Amy, I felt better. And it got a little easier. And I did tell my sister, sort of. Um, she asked me, like, in a roundabout way, because I had said I was nervous about publishing the book because I didn't want that there were things that were going to be in it that I had never told anyone before. And then she was, you know, just kind of... It was the first thing she asked me, actually. And, and I, you know, she said, were you raped? And I said, yes. And she was. it was just weird how she just... Like, that was the first thing that came to her mind. But, you know, t- telling all of you on the podcast, I'm going to be 1,000% honest. I woke up the next day, and I was having a major vulnerability hangover. Like, I felt sick that this was going to be out there. For what reason? <laughs> Are you serious? I want to hear you say it. Like, because I, I'm telling something that's like I kept inside for that I thought was my fault. I realized wasn't, but still, that's like, I mean, talking. I don't even talk about my sex life with you, with my friends. Let alone talk about a forced sexual experience. It's just sex is a hard topic, period. Rape is a... I don't want to say impossible because I did it. I talked about it, but it felt impossible. I think that it's a vulnerable place that you put yourself in. And I knew knew it was going to happen. I would listen to the episode on the way to work. I finished it before I started teaching. And I thought it was beautiful. And I was so, so, so proud of Sarah. And I knew, though, that she wasn't going to be doing okay that day. And so I checked in on her, and that's exactly what she said. She's like, it's like a fucking vulnerability hangover. Because she just basically, like, got naked. <laughs> and, yeah, like, that's what it felt shaked like. it for the world. Yeah. Because, like, she was just like, this is it. I'm bearing everything. Like, your deepest, darkest secret. Like, I couldn't do that. There's so many things, my God, that are secret still. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, right. I, so every time you do that when you tell a story that you haven't told before, 
and a story that you've made up in your brain to be shameful Mm -hmm. on you and you decide to like open that up to everyone for the sake of not just your healing but the healing of other people so they don't feel so alone Mm -hmm. it's just like you're ripping like you're just whole soul open to everyone and so um yeah so I figured you would feel pretty shitty yeah I didn't get out of bed until after two o'clock in the afternoon I was awake but I just kind of like laid there and stared at the ceiling and I just was I was completely depleted of energy. Like I had nothing in me because I was so, you know, t- taken over by it. It was the, I waited, I pushed to edit that episode. I had 10 days to edit it and I edited, I went in to do it at 10 PM on Wednesday night when we release on Thursday morning, like Thursday mornings at midnight. Well, I guarantee the way that, that you felt about that, uh, about talking about that is no different than anyone else that that would be in your shoes. Anyone else had the the similar experience would feel. And I'm sure there has to be some listeners of yours that experienced a a similar thing happen to them. So it's probably for them, it's probably super inspiring that like she could talk about it. Then maybe I could talk about it. Yeah. And even, even as hard as it is to get that out, it, you know, like you said, it, it is healing to, mm-hmm. to get it off your chest and to, and, and the more I think you, you open up and, and talk about these things, it's, it's like a weight lift off your shoulders where it, it's not weighing you down anymore. It's like, you can not, not forget about it. You don't want to forget about it or anything, but it's not going to, uh, I don't think can control you as mm-hmm. much like to, mm-hmm. to be, you know, attacking your mind as, as right. much, you know what I mean? Like it, it'll, it'll kind of. I think as you kind of peel back these layers and talk, you know, bring these things to light and talk about them one by one, I think it'll just kind of feel like you're like being freed. Yeah. Well, and I think the most important thing for me and was that people didn't feel the way I was still feeling, even telling this story 25 years. How long did the hangover last? Well, I mean, the hangover lasted all day, but, and it's still, I'm still having it. <laughs> Because the, the thing that it is, is that when I was telling it on the podcast and when I was listening back to the episode, I still felt shame. Well, that's ingrained in you. Yeah. I, I can't it's, it's seem what, to let go of it. And yeah. that's what I don't want other women to feel like. I don't want other people who have been through this to still feel shame and can't tell their story because they still feel ashamed. And it's like the, and I know it's wrong. I know I shouldn't feel shame. Yeah. I know that. But it's a feeling that I can't seem to release. Well, you you asked uh, him how he would have thought of that in, in high school. And I was trying to think of what I would think. And I think I, I'm the same way. I'm, I'm probably a lot dumber and, and more naive. Stop uh, it. I'm, no, app- no. I'm apparently still that dumb. Uh. Yeah, yeah I, I'm sure I'm still I'm still probably there, but maybe even more so back when, when I was in, in school. But uh, um I think it would depend on on where you, you heard the information from and who you heard it from, because a, a lot of, a lot of times, uh, like if if this say this guy does something and he like tells his friends, and then they're gonna all go around and make up some story saying, yeah, she got real drunk and she was being a whore and she just you know wanted all this. So because that's their interpretation of it. Yeah, like they would either. Is it? Is it? They would either... No, that's the guy's interpretation of it. Is that really, like, the way that guys interpret that for real? It, no, well, I'm sure, like, I'm saying... Have you heard guys talk like that? No, no. I'm saying that if if the 
if the guy that did it was telling other people about it, I'm sure he wouldn't explain exactly how it happened. He would, he would twist the story to make it seem like, you know, she just got real drunk and then they had sex. Like, you know what I mean? Like it was. Well, yeah, of course. Cause he doesn't want to look like the bad yeah, guy. So then if everyone's hearing that version, then they probably would all think, Oh yeah, well she just, you know, likes to get drunk and just, you know, have sex or something like that's how probably most of those guys would think if, if they heard it that way, I think if they heard what really happened, I would, I would hope that they would all realize how terrible that is and how wrong it is. Sarah and I were talking about how I really don't know how to change anything at this point because I feel like the way that they're talking to each other, it just kind of like makes it bigger to do these things and like it's okay. Um, except when to, you say that, you mean guys? Mm-hmm. Okay. Except to like raise your boys differently. Like I don't, I cannot think of another way that this can change rather other than you know moms and dads telling their sons overtly and that i mean that's what we have been doing that in like age appropriate manners um because i think you know i just didn't want it repeated you know yeah and so we've been telling our kids just pretty much flat out and i mean we had a discussion with our kids last night because our son smacked our daughter's butt or squeezed it like really hard. And she didn't want him to do that. And she hauled off and punched him. And so it was like, you know, I told her, I said, you can do that. (laughs) If someone touches you in a way that you aren't comfortable with and you don't want to happen, I said, you need to first say, (laughs) don't touch me. I don't like that. And if they do it a second time, then you can haul off and punch them. But, you know, and then explaining to our son the other side of that. Yeah. Like, you can't just go and grab somebody's butt like that. Um, and I don't know if, did he do it because he was mad or like what? Yeah, he was mad. So it wasn't even like a, I don't know. Yeah. An affectionate sibling thing like, you know. We play the stupid game that Willow made up. <laughs> it's like tag, but it's a little pong pong on your butt. <laughs> oh man! Yeah. So when you're it, you got to get somebody else in the family. That's funny. Mm-hmm. So Randy and I have had a couple discussions that we waited to have until. Well, I should say I waited to have because, you know, he didn't even know anything was wrong. But I think we had the discussion about um, pleasure versus consent, like we had kind of talked about before. And where, you know, you (laughs) because it's ingrained in us again, like as women, we feel like not that we owe it or anything, but it's sort of like, I don't know. It's this weird guilt sometimes for me. I think last episode, you and I came to the conclusion, we had this revelation that we're taught either you say no or you give consent. Right. And that's it. That's it. There's Don't no in between. Don't fucking like, think this is going to feel good right. or anything about this is going to be nice. It's either like, no, get the fuck mm-hmm. away from me or like, fine. Fine. That's your two choices. 
ladies. Well, I mean, <laughs> okay, so there is something in between because giving consent can be I'm giving consent because I am excited about this and it's going to be amazing. Or I like or this person could, a lot. Yeah, or it could be like I'm giving consent because I don't. It, okay, so this is from me, from my my like point of view with being married to a man that I like adore and love him so much and he does so much for me. So this is like the fucked up thing that's in my head of, okay, well, you know, he does so much for me and, you know, so... I guess I should, I should, you know, just go ahead and do this. Don't you think he, most women knew, feel that way? I don't know, but if I he, always think I call it like take one for the team because right. like, they've done things for you and you're like, okay, let's give it back. Yeah. And, and like, if he knew that that's how I felt. Randy's face was mortified by my comment. I'm sorry. I, just, I know, I know just, but these are things I've never told anyone, but like, yeah, my entire life has just been like, okay, well that yeah. was, that was very nice of you. So, okay, I'll do something nice back. And I think that's something that's kind of like, I know. Okay. So they're, the guys are like exchanging looks and gestures. <laughs> and we only have these one mic. So yes. and I had to like move along. <laughs> but I think like, okay. So when I finally had this discussion and I told him that I was like, there are times that we have sex that I'm not like into yeah. it. I don't want to, but I do it. You broke his for heart. For one fucking reason or another. And I broke his heart. Like he him knowing that brought some like whole new shit to light. And I think he was like terrified to have sex with me. Right. And then you're like, and if they, uh, yeah. So it just set off this whole thing in motion. But, but the reason I said that was so that I could feel freer to say no, to say no. So it's not coming out of nowhere. Right. Like you said, yes, all these other times. Like right. what the hell? Like all of a sudden, like, is there something wrong? Right. Is our relationship in trouble? Like what's yeah. going on? You're like, no, I just, just don't want to. And right I've decided now. that when I don't want to, I'm not going to. Yeah. Even if you like did 10,000 things for me today. Mm-hmm. I don't know. <laughs> Your face is so I want right to hear. I want to hear from Randy so bad. Well, I didn't know it was like. You cleaned out the garage today. No. So here it comes. <laughs> That's exactly like, what it is. I don't know why Sarah's laughing. That's exactly what it is. They, you cleaned out our pipes. I'm going to clean out yours. <laughs> um, <laughs> Hi, I'm Randall, and I make jokes when I am uncomfortable. <laughs> um and, and if you remember, I asked you, I said, well, how long have you been feeling this way? Our entire marriage. <laughs> My entire life? Yeah. Like yeah. since before we've been together. Yeah. I said, oh, okay, 2003. <laughs> <laughs> wow. So she's been taking one for the team for almost two decades and didn't really want to do a good portion of it. Okay, no, 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 no. Let's not say a good portion. Oh, oh they're going <laughs> to smooch. No, um, I was... But there were times. I was stunned. Like, that was hard to hear. Because I immediately felt like an asshole. Whether or, not I, whether or not I should have. But I, I felt like an asshole. I'm like, re- like, did I 
do something for her to not feel comfortable to tell me. And that's the whole like confusion part and not, and not because I'll tell you another reason that I do it when I don't want to do it. It's like, I consider it like an act of love. Like I love you Mm -hmm. so much and I know you really want to do this. I don't, but I love you that much. I mean, that's a, that's a better wording for the same thing. Yeah, that was, that was, I mean, Oh, that makes you feel less like that's better. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I, a lot of times it is that, well, I, I felt like an asshole because I thought I've been doing something for almost two decades that made her uncomfortable, you know, in the most intimate of settings. Right. And then number two, once I got over that or she talked me through that, that it, that it wasn't something I was necessarily doing. But then I thought I almost felt worse because I felt that she couldn't tell me. You know, and then I just felt confused and. So I think, okay, so this is why we're having this conversation because I think it's really hard for people to talk about sex. I mean, he knows literally me from like the inside out. Like he knows everything about me. Stop it. (laughs) Stop it. (laughs) My, okay. Randall, you are, okay. My, my husband, I make jokes when I'm uncomfortable. He is like 12 times that. So yeah. I lost what I was saying. No, I think... No, we don't talk about sex. Because we... Because I know you, and it's cliched, but I know you better than... Mm -hmm. Than I know myself. You literally Anyone. And to have these revelations within the past, what, six months to a year? Mm -hmm. Damn you, COVID. I know. COVID (laughs) has caused all these deep But to hear those two things, you know, you know... The 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 assault, the rape, which I think that's the first time I've ever said that out loud, and then you know what you just said now, like you know that's that's deep, that's a lot, and especially when you've been together for someone for so long, and not just been together for, with someone for so long, someone you feel you know so incredibly well, and then to hear those two things, you know, it's 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 yeah. it's hard. It, you know, it's a shot. It's a lot of information. It is. And, and I totally understand that. Like, I get that that's like a really hard pill to swallow. Yeah. All that kind of information is kind of hard to take in because I know, I think, I think one of the main problems is, is that men don't really understand how women really think and feel and women don't really understand how men think and feel. And it, it's it's quite different. I mean, obviously, because just the way how I mean you think about sex and stuff compared to them, it's way different. So, knowing how I feel, uh, just you know, I, I could I could be around her and, and be turned on and, and want to do that like all the time. I could I could do it on command or whatever. You know, I, I'm all I'm all I'm always up for it. Well, I can't. But uh, <coughs> but um. For, for her to not feel that way all the time, I mean, in, in my mind, I'm like, what, I, is she just not attracted to me? Uh, obviously, it's, it's uh, I'm, I guess I'm not good enough at it. Because if I was, and if it, you know, if it felt really good, then she would want to do it all the time. It feels really good to me. So obviously, I'm not doing something right. And then, and then to go back whenever I was single, when I was dating different girls, and they seemed to be 
really into me and they really like were forward of, of wanting to do these things. And then now I'm in this relationship with a person that I love and it's, it's like polar opposite, not all the time, but sometimes. And that's, that's very difficult. Like, you know, why is the woman who loves me like doesn't, you know, I have to, she has to be like, you know, the, the mood has to strike right for, for it to happen. Like the stars have to align or, or something like that for, for her to be into it. And it, and it just makes you feel like shit. How many of those women, when you were single, how many of those women did you date? Like more than one encounter? Well, like, most of them. Not booty call. In a relationship? Relationship. Uh, two. Yeah, two. So what, I know I stalked his Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there goes my. Stomach. I mean, but but I mean, it's not like I, a lot of it was one and done. A lot of times it was I, I would I would see these girls multiple times. Okay, but when you say see these girls multiple times, what do you mean? Well, we would you know go out for drinks and and hang out. I mean, it wasn't like what? it was pretty much. Well, you, a lot of times we would eventually have sex <laughs> at okay. the end of the night. I mean, that's kind of the. It was like the the end of the night. That's how it works. I so don't that's know. That's a total different situation. Because when you're I, I, in I a know. in a committed relationship and you're spending every single day together all day, but like you're not going to be just on the ready to have I, sex all I, times. I understand that, but you know, th- most of the time when this was happening, we weren't, and we still aren't like together all the time, twenty four seven. And when, but that, when, when this first kind of came up, we we weren't together that that much at all. Like we were together on like uh, on a day or two of the week maybe every other week or something. So uh, that that ma- that would makes it even worse cuz like I you don't see me that often. This doesn't happen that often and you still aren't I would have thought, "Oh, you, she couldn't wait to for that to happen, especially if it feels good. Why 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 wouldn't you What? <laughs> Her face what? I mean, like, uh, well, aren't we supposed to talk about like how we're feeling and stuff? I was looking at Amy. Like, you guys are like, you guys look like you're mortified. Like, I can't believe he's saying these things out loud. Well, let me let me ask a question because I think I know where Sarah's going with this, but I could be wrong. So, you know, whatever. (laughs) Uh, Who was the last committed person you were? Last person you were committed to in a relationship before Amy? Uh. This woman that uh, I dated for not long, a couple weeks. Oh well, then that <laughs> okay. That's it. Would I mean it just that's didn't an work. NA. It that's, just that's didn't just didn't work out. Not applicable. Yeah. I mean, uh, really, the the last actual committed like is I before that, uh, I guess pretty couple months after uh, I got divorced. Well I, well, I split from my ex before the divorce was final. I, I, I dated this girl for a couple months, most of the summer, okay. I think. That wasn't even that serious. Like it kind of was, but it wasn't. Uh, it wasn't like our relationship. You know what I mean? It was just we just happened to be dating, and I I think I knew early on, and I'm like, this isn't gonna work. But I'm like, well, she's nice, and and I just kind of just went with it. You know, like I, I didn't I didn't want to be a dick and and just uh, uh, break up with her for mm, no interesting. reason. Interesting. Yeah, there's been a few times where I would I would still talk to a girl, um, and well, not I guess whenever I was dating, like dating, dating, but probably before I got married, a lot of times I would I would feel bad. I wouldn't want to be the break upper. So 
on the nose. Okay, so take that feeling. That's what we feel sometimes with sex. I understand. You feel bad. Well, I understand you feel bad. I just, I have a hard time understanding why you wouldn't want to do it in the first place. Like, this shit feels not, good. I, it, like, it feels fucking good. Why wouldn't, no. like, that's like the best okay. feeling. But why wouldn't you want to do it as much as you can? You are a man. We are women. Well, that's, it that's, doesn't feel well, the same. Well, that's what I'm saying. I don't understand how women feel and think. Like, So I, there I'm are times when it feels amazing. There are times when it feels, it, yeah. it's awful. Like to, there are times when I consent and I am so into it and we start to have sex and it hurts. Like to me, I know like for women, they have to be, they have to be mentally in it. They have to uh, be, uh, have like. It's totally different. Yes. Because guys, we, I, like I could, I, like it doesn't. It's like just, an atomic bomb could go off in the room and you would just keep going. Like I don't have to have any emotional attachment. Like it just, it's all physical. You None. know what I mean? I mean, it's different in a relationship and it feels it's better. But I don't have to, like, it's not a requirement for, for me to, like, want to have... Okay, but you know, now, is it now? No. I mean, it's, be- it's better. With but Amy. I, is it? Like, no, do he I... Doesn't, he doesn't need that. No, I don't need it. But, I mean, I, I have it already. So, it's not like I, I just have to worry about bringing it up or something. It's always there now because we have this connection. Okay, okay. So, it's not like... It, it doesn't go away. But, um... Okay, that's good. All right, good. But I thought we even were going if it to, wasn't was like, oh, even if it wasn't there though, I wouldn't need like I could. Yeah, no, I get I mean? that. Like sex is sex. Like I just there's a, a beautiful, attractive woman. Like like that's you mean that's all it really takes at it's, least for me. Don't get me wrong. I have had sex without emotional attachment, and it's possible and it's enjoyable still. Like it's it's well, fine. It's, like I'm not saying that you have to yeah. have emotional attachment. Yeah. That's not the well, thing. The, the way I related to it, or I was trying to explain it to her what why I was having trouble understanding this is like if somebody said that you could get a, a, an amazing back massage or something every day of your life. What, and what did I say to you? It doesn't feel like a back massage. No. I, no, I, no I, it I, doesn't I, feel the way that you feel. Like you think oh, that ev- that it it doesn't feel the same as what it feels to you. It doesn't all, like, feel the no, same and, and at I, all. Like like I would say, okay, so if there's like a hundred percent of the time it feels good to you, there's maybe like seven percent. I know you explain that to me, but I'm saying when you, we initially talked about this, I was saying this is how I was react. Like this is mm-hmm. how I explained to her, like how I I didn't understand how that works because I'm thinking like it, it, it's it's such a, a good feeling and. I related it to like something that that everyone can enjoy. I would think like a massage or something like that. To where, to where what if you could get have this thing that could make you feel that good as often really as you want. Why why wouldn't you want to do that? And that's why I don't understand it. I'm saying earlier on at first how it it felt so much different for for women. Like I'm just thinking like it it feels it felt the same for men and women but apparently i was way off base so not to get like way too anatomical here but just to kind of give you an idea like yours is all external so this is like you are literally going inside of our bodies and so there's a lot going on when you're inside of a body instead of outside of a body (laughs) to where things can go wrong pretty quickly and not feel great so that's why it's so different for us than it is for you guys. I guess I always looked at it as, as ours reversed, like inside nope. out. You no. I mean, feel the same way. You have just... skin on the outside. We don't have skin. Well, I guess I was never technically up there enough in my eyes. I mean, that's really yeah, not. No. Yeah. <laughs> I 
gynecologist. There's no skin in there to know what it, it is looks like. Body way up in there. <laughs> um, yeah, I guess it is just. Uh, it's just it's so flesh. different feeling. Yeah, I, I. So I mean, I. I thought it would feel better for a woman, honestly, than for a mm. guy, because there's there's so much more going on up there. I thought there would be a lot more sensitivities, and and it would. Uh, so you got it's so simple with you, like you. This is getting like so anatomical. I'm so uncomfortable. I know. Amy's I just like, want everyone to know I want to die right now. But it is so simple for a guy physically. Let's take the emotions out yeah. of it because I don't give a shit. I'll have sex without emotion if yeah. it's going to feel good. Yeah. But most of the time it doesn't feel good. I'm not going to say most of the time for me. What I will say okay. is that the longer, I'm going to own that. Okay. You own it. The longer that we go without having sex, the harder it is for me and the less it feels good. Yes. Yes. hundred percent. Like it's, it's just so much better if it's consistent, consistent. because I could be done then. Like mm-hmm. if we're going to go like a week, then I'm like, I just don't ever need that again. Right. I'm a hundred percent okay with that. But if we keep like, if it like continues, then I'm like, then I'm, I think we've hit an age too where we're starting to lose our libido and they still haven't. No, I think it's the no, other way. Kind of, mine is, is mine is way higher now than it ever was. Really? Yeah, 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 women's always jump up a lot in their like I guess late thirties, early forties, and then uh, I mean eventually guys, I, I guess there's drops. I mean, down. here's another thing. No, 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 you're not broken. <laughs> Let me tell you, we talked about this on an episode we never aired, the very first episode that we recorded, very amateurly. Um, our medication causes this so I right, decided right 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 I didn't tell my psychiatrist this but I decreased one of my medications significantly to see if I could like fix yeah. the issue right and it it sort of has mm-hmm. but it's been harder for me mentally without that medication yeah but you, there's no fucking way you can have any libido with the amount of medication that I take right it's, that's an aspect of all of it. Yeah, I mean, I, I asked to switch so that I could have more of a libido, and I did get switched, but I asked Randy to do the same, and it's almost like it's not that important. I did. In did you specifically ask for like a different medication? I asked what my options were, and... I think that was like during, was that during the pandemic? Because I feel like I was on Skype with her. Mm-hmm. And I think she brought up that I would have to go off the medication and then start a different medication. And she did say, she said that could, that could help. She goes, but it could also affect your mental state and there's a chance that that also wouldn't uh, help your libido so I'd be 0 for 2 and then I would do the whole like switching medication and she did bring up which was I don't think I told you this maybe was hard to hear that she said also it could you know also take into effect your age I was wondering if you could say that (laughs) And I'm laughing at Amy. I know. Aww, that's like Randy. an inside joke, like how old I am. Like, you know, Sarah likes to say that. And I'm older than you. I know. Okay. Not by much. 
you know, my <laughs> age and the whole like lowering of testosterone mm-hmm. and that stuff. She, Cause she, she, and she's, and she's great. She was really honest and she goes, there's no way of knowing yeah. you have to start like chipping away at those things. And she was, you know, concerned about the medication part because if it turns out it's not the medication, I go off of it and start a different one and then yeah. have to go back and all that stuff, you know, it was just one of those where she just kind of said, well, and it's nothing's a hundred percent with these. They all have these side effects possible. Yeah. Back it up past all of our medication that we all take back a little bit to what Mike was talking about. So asking you, do you feel the same way in terms of like how easily it is to like get up and go or get turned on? Maybe not now, but like pre-med, you know what I mean? Like back, I don't know. Yeah. Is it, is it like simple? Yeah. Wife says yes. I can say yes because I would just look at him a certain way and I would. I was like, oh, let's do this. And I would be, I, I, I would have no clothes on by. Oh, in like 0.3 seconds. Like, like she didn't even have a time to like finish the statement and you or the look. And straight naked. Yeah. Actually, it still kind of happens. <laughs> I mean, no friends or family listen to this, so, <laughs> so I don't have so just, I don't have to look them in the just eye my after entire this. Entire family. <laughs> well, <laughs> like for, for for example, uh, say, say a good-looking woman like walked into uh, like Johnny Gore or, or some some <laughs> some store. I know it's the most Pittsburgh uh, store. We're gonna so lose this Johnny Gore. Yeah, you know, she walks in Johnny Eagle and that, and then she's like, "Hey, everybody." <laughs> Who wants to fuck me? And then, and then most of the, <laughs> pretty much most guys would would be like, "Fuck yeah!" You know what I mean? Well, single guys, and uh, but uh, there's there's never I'm sure now knowing how women are, there's, there would never be a time where a great looking guy could walk in and do the same thing. Like, hey, you know, who wants this? And they'd be like, "No, I don't. I'm not doing that. It's fucking it's weird." It's because it's the attitude. Like if somebody walked in and was like, "Hey, who wants this?" I'd be like. Fuck you. I Sit so down. <laughs> So, can I talk about just because this is the most recent example I can think of. I want to explain to the men that that Sarah and I we saw like a very hot attractive man online today. And we both about died and we're like, how do we go work at that farm? <laughs> like can, can we be a part of this? Because he was party. He was, and we just kept looking at different pictures of him in different situations because he was so fucking hot. Now, what do you mean online? <laughs> I feel like that's very vague. <laughs> it was. Uh, they swipe right on him, Randy. It was literally a Facebook. It was a Facebook page. business page. It was a business page. So, <laughs> no, it was not JD. <laughs> oh my god. What, what so I just. I, I, let me, let me finish real quick. I, so, okay. I have these feelings as I'm looking at this, whatever. Like it would be great to like run into this man. And like, so let's just say he walks into giant Eagle. Okay. I want to have a conversation. I'd like to have a glass of wine and make out. And then I'd be like, this was so fun. See ya. Same. So like, exactly. I mean, that's what I want to do with that man. I want to touch his, this part of him yeah his chest his chest and his abs abs, and then make out and then after we have a bottle of wine and say bye-bye that to me sounds hot 
Retweet. So that's why I didn't understand about how women's brains work. I'm like, well, what's the point of even, what's it even matter what the guy looks like? Like, because if you guys aren't into having sex, like, wh- who who cares if what they look like? Because you're not, you're not, like, when we see an attractive woman, like, oh my, you know, the, you're, the first thing you think of is sex. And with women, it's, tr- it's tr- well, you don't have to confirm, but I'm going to say it. But <laughs> when, you, when you see a hot woman out in public, is that the first thing you go to? Do not lie. That that I that I would like to have sex with her, or, or that something like, sexual, or yes, like sex, or probably. It's just a, a natural built-in thing in our in our genetics. So I mean, something, <laughs> so, yeah, something. I mean, you're not going to get in trouble. I just told you that Sarah and I were looking at hot guys online. Yeah, no, look. <laughs> I'm so, Who was so, the comic that said that? Was it Louis C.K. when he was like? We see a woman and we... He's bad now. We he don't, is we don't bad like now. Him. I know, but he was saying like kind of the same thing. He's like, you yeah. see a woman. And he said, though, he's like, no matter what she looks like, even if she like does not... Fi- like you don't find her attractive, you think of what it would be like <laughs> to have sex with her. Oh, and, and every woman that ever walks by a, a group of guys, the guy... It, it doesn't matter if she's ugly or not. Like the guy just naturally going to look and like just to see what she looks like. And it's just, it's just w- what happens. What's the point of even like uh, looking at this guy online? Like, what are you even thinking of? Like, oh, he's he's great, but you're not you're not like thinking sexually. So what, what like what do you even how what do you, you know look how do you know they're not thinking sexually? I still am thinking about them. Yeah, but see, isn't that the difference though? That that to them is sexual, in a way. Yes. Like I just want to kiss him and yeah. touch his belly. I That's think, all I want. I think, but in reality, if, if that if you did that to a guy, and then the, then the guy would think if you're super into him, you're, you're kissing, touching him, he's thinking, oh, she definitely wants to fuck me. And this then you is don't. And this then is guy, why we're trying like, to explain to you that that's not the way it is. Like, so like that to them. Don't assume. Well, then the guy thinks, did I do something wrong? Like she was super into me, and she's like, uh, you know, rubbing me down, and then she just walks away. I must have said something wrong. Do I smell? Like what's going on here? My breath. Like how did I fuck this up? Like I'm such an idiot. He's, That's how he's, guys think. He's really not wrong there, but I, but I understand what you guys are saying because that's the difference. That's what I mean. Please tell me I'm wrong if I am, but that's what they deem as sexual. But if you don't, that doesn't mean it's not. Because to me, that's like right. That's like sex to you. Like I've done what I wanted to do. That that was what you like, wanted I, to get is, out of it. That is what I wanted to do. Like that felt good. I'm happy with that. Like I enjoyed that to a max and I don't need anything else. Well, it makes sense. I just, it, that's not how guys brains work. And and I think, and I think this is the thing that has confused guys because every guy has yeah. gone through that. Yeah. Oh yeah. And, and that's why I think men need to understand more so how women think because well, women don't want to say this, these things. They don't talk about it. Like guys are an open book as far as sexual things, you know, go, and women don't talk about it. So we're we're we're. It's obvious how a guy thinks. So I have to give you props, not like blocks and stuff. That was a little throwback to our last interview. But anyways, I want to give Mike props because I couldn't have this conversation now, or even be on the podcast talking about anything that we're talking about this month had he not been so patient with me in talking about these things it was like busting open it was like you could see the throat chakra busting open he's like say the word say the word like i just i it's super uncomfortable and i think that because you and i can talk about it now 
like I've learned a lot and made and made a lot of sense out of a lot of my past. Like I'm like, oh shit, that's why that happened. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that you've been able to learn a lot, but that's not really why I was saying this. I was just saying you've really helped me to be able to talk about this, which then in hopes makes it so that some other poor person out there who's repressed as fuck can start saying these things as well. Well, we were both raised, Amy and I, were both raised in very religious environments and not even religious it was just when you're raised in the catholic church there is just a law yeah well i was raised catholic but i was raised baptist and it was just fair it was like shameful like you just don't do that you don't talk about it you don't it's like something that you wait till marriage and then when you are married it's like a very like um to have babies yeah it's a very whatever thing transactional well i went to catholic uh, church like every sunday and I still wanted to have sex all the time. Well, yeah. Okay. But this is (laughs) the difference between men and women. That's the total difference. And I just want to say something. Because there's nobody shaming a guy. Right. When they're raising them. Right. So like, don't do A, B, C, and D, or you know, like this will happen. And you've, you've made that guy sin. They would say, make sure you're safe. Uh, they they would they would say you know be safe wear a condom don't get a girl pregnant like that I mean that's kind of the talk a, a guy would get like I don't know parents are just you know wait did your parents tell you that I don't know if they I don't think they did but I mean that's just like a general like whenever uh, guys are being raised and boys are being raised they uh, it's just like well just be safe you know. I mean, they wouldn't even get into talk about rape or anything. I think it was just assumed like don't do that, but they wouldn't say like, well, this is, this is what you don't you don't want to do this. This is considered this is wrong. This is wrong. If she's sleeping or what? Like they, I'd never heard anybody in my friends having that kind of talk. But they would always like, ah, oh, just be safe. You know, wrap it up. Blah blah. You know, make sure you don't want to get a girl pregnant. No, he's he's a thousand percent correct. I mean, my upbringing, it was all. I mean. Up to this point, it was it was all on my own. I nobody nobody ever talked to me. You know, I have an older brother. He never talked to me. If he did, he probably he probably said, "Don't get a girl pregnant." I'd be like, "Okay, I don't even know how to even get to that point." <laughs> right. So if you could help me out with that, I'd appreciate well, it. Listen, I had my mom <laughs> cosmopolitan, so I you're, could probably teach you a few things. You're <laughs> You're skipping to chapter seven. Can we take it back to one and two? Yeah, I was like, I was like, boy, we cut, we got to the end of the movie. I want like the middle part or, <laughs> or whatever, but but he's not wrong. I mean, again, I don't. So know. how how are we going to do it? We all have boys. How are we going to do it differently? Because that's the only way that this changes. I mean, I just like to say to Avery, I'm going to cut your dick off. So I'm just kidding. Well, well the, the problem, too, is you, you could you could do everything in your power as a parent, but then they still have friends who they might be, be being raised different, and they, they influence them. And then you got, the, like, TV and movies and stuff. There's there's so many influential things in a, in a kid's life that, that, uh, that could almost counteract what you're trying to do at home, which sucks. But that doesn't but, mean you shouldn't do it. No, you I'm not saying you it. shouldn't do it. I'm just saying, like, it, it, it that... Just doing that alone might not fix the issue, but everyone has to, to do it together. If if anything, like with what like with how how it's stacked up against us as parents nowadays, with like social media and the access to Lord knows what's out there, you know. You can probably ask Siri for tit pics and, and it'll pop right up. Huh? Let's try it. 
probably true. It's crazy. It's so or, easy. Or hey Google, like, but I mean, and it sounds well, it doesn't sound cliche because people don't do it. But we we just try to we just try to keep talking to our kids every day and be honest with them and allow them to ask us questions and not lie to them and and hope just pray that they feel comfortable. So I feel like the balance, sorry, do you want? No, 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 okay. No, no. I just said sorry. Mm-hmm, I'm it. not sorry. Thank you for letting me speak. How about that? <laughs> uh, I feel like both raising and I'm thinking about my kids, Lily and Avery. There's going to be this very like I don't know, like it's such a big responsibility to find that balance of you know about okay so let's say with Avery like making sure you have consent and this that and the other but also like not shaming him as well that you know these desires that you're having are evil and you should just you know like feel the worst shame in the world that you have them or or to Lily like I feel as though there's only two options and I feel like you have to find that middle spot and I don't really I think that's going to be really challenging to be like this middle spot of like you know the consent and the pleasure so I, I mean you, we just started with not just now but like we started with our kids no means no and that was from like they took from the time they could talk and understand because it was you know in in all aspects like you hit me and I say no that means no you don't hit me anymore yeah like tickling you tickle me and I don't want to be tickled I say no you stop it when, when someone says no, that means no, and it means stop right now. So we just started that with like just in general actions. And now Vian's getting older and we've, we're having more of a, and then it was like anytime they were with anybody, we would say, you know, your body is your body. If, you know, only you own that body, only you can say what can happen with that body. And if somebody's doing something to that body that you don't want or like you tell them to stop and you immediately tell me I don't care what they say to you you need to tell mom and dad and we try but the thing that we have to do consistently beyond that is to create like you and I have talked about is create this relationship of trust to where they can come to us for anything anything and feel comfortable enough and I think that that's something that we're just that we are really hyper focusing on is that aspect like you have to be relentless and has to be all the time and i feel like that's that's the one thing we stay on top of because that's the biggest thing that we're afraid of that they're not gonna tell us yeah yeah i mean it it could be tough uh because i mean think about how hard it was for you to talk about this stuff even if your parents were saying please T- come to us and talk about this. It's you still probably wouldn't feel comfortable doing because it it's it's awkward. You know, it's it's a weird thing to talk about. So, it, it probably even if you you are telling them you know come to us for anything, it still might be hard on them to do that. But it, just knowing that they can probably be really reassuring for them, and that's, that's great. And um, I, I was saying, as far as things that the or I was thinking of th- as far as things to pass on. One thing I always come back to is just just treat people how you want to be treated. I mean, that applies to any any age. I mean, it applies to adults. Most adults don't follow that rule. You know what I mean? But uh, if, if you just go by that, th- then... That, that's not specific enough in this situation. No, no, I mean, I'm not saying to this. I'm just saying in general in life, if people just treat people how they would want to be treated, 
then people wouldn't treat other people badly. Yeah. At all. Treat people how you know they I mean? want to be treated. Yeah. yeah. Like I mean, it's just simple as that. Like, you just think, hey, if I'm saying this or if I'm doing this, if somebody said that to me or did that to me, would I be happy? If the answer is no, then don't fucking do it. Right. Like, simple. Just, I mean, just be a good person. And then, but I don't, I don't know why. So, so many people don't live by that at all. Like, multiple reasons. I think that it's, that you bring up, like, a really interesting point because I think that as... And I don't know how it's like in other countries, but at least in, in America, I feel like we have a hard time doing past that because I think we have to take that a step further from from the golden rule to like we need to treat people how they want to be treated, not you know what I mean? Like oh yeah, yeah, because everyone feels and thinks differently. Yeah, so that's a yeah. good point too. But I mean, at least if you start with how you, I mean, right? You know, generally, yeah, yeah, yeah. I get what you're saying. Totally understand yeah, that. Yeah, but yeah, you definitely want to think like, how would this person react to this, or how would this make this person feel? Yeah, and I think that the the only way we're gonna do that is by asking people more questions. So it's like, if in it because this conversation's about sex, like if we go back to the thing where you guys were both saying like it can be confusing and you're like, I'm confused. I don't know what you mean. Like I was doing these things and you were into it. And then you all of a sudden are like, stop, stop. I don't want to do this anymore. And that's confusing. But it's like, so what I would say is that just ask just like, so if you start kissing, if you go to kiss her and you and if you say is this okay like that's all you have to say is this okay and if she says yes okay and then you're kissing and then you know you want to i don't know take off her bra or something like that and go to the next step (laughs) second base um so he went to second wait is that second base or third base but you you have have to you have to admit if if you are in the mood at at one point and then it turns into like an interview be like oh you know can you fill out this can you fill this form i mean like then all you have to say each little step is is this okay that's it yeah, but a lot of times in in the moment you almost kind of go off of f- like feel like you could you could you could physically feel or tell if a girl no want, you can't because you know I mean? she's like you can't. I've, I always felt like I could. Can you with me? Because generally, yeah. Mike, no, you can't. Well, because the physical is been, so different. Plus, because we've been taught so much to like. I don't know, not fake it, but like we just, okay to go with something. So I was raised by my mother who was, had me at a later stage of life. So she was 40 when she had me and she was raised in the fifties. Okay. And like the fifties, all of these, so the, it gets passed down. Everything is generational. So all of these things are so ingrained, like so deeply. And I pulled up because I, I've read this before this article and it's (laughs) this um the little things.com they do lifestyle and like marriage tips and things like that and they pulled up marriage tips from the 50s so like this is the shit that they were telling women to do in magazines and in newspaper articles and stuff like this was literally what was taught and then those things get taught to their daughters and then you know on and on but okay so number one a smile goes a long way 1950s wives are supposed to fake it till they make it. So like that's, yeah, uh, yeah. Number two, keep quiet. A wife was never supposed to challenge or question her husband, and she surely shouldn't cause him any aggravation, or he may just go looking for love elsewhere. Uh, well, obviously, a woman isn't writing this. 
And if they are, then they're just uh, no. I'm just sold their soul. I think yeah, but this but because this is how it's been like for centuries, you know. Um, wear pink hey, hey. underwear. <laughs> they were supposed to be lacy and frilly ones as well because it was like supposed to be for your husband. Nothing about comfort. Little girls need discipline. There's an ad in between there of like an ad of tiny town logs to beat them with. That's cool. Disciplined fabric. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Number four, don't let the kids be too much trouble. So when the when the dad's around, it's the wife's job to keep them well behaved. Okay, so that's fun. Um, expert keeping will cooking will keep your man loyal. Put as much care into your appearance as you do dinner. So if I put as much care into appearance as I did dinner, I would look like garbage all (laughs) every day. So, what if you could like grub hub your appearance too somehow? Yeah. Order online like. Don't be too sexual or too prude. Um. uh, It made me think of something. Did you want to say something else with about this list first? Don't be too sexual or too prude. Was number seven. How the fuck do you be what what? A wife's sexuality was a delicate balancing act. Oh, my God. And don't be mad if he goes astray. Of course, if her husband did cheat, a wife was supposed to be forgiving. What are you looking at? What do you want me to do? The last sentence for that one. Luckily, today's women are free to express themselves however they choose. That's bullshit. And number nine, remember the man is in charge. Yeah, that's a lot. Now, I know that that's not what it is today. I get that. But what I'm trying to say is that this is these are the things that have been passed down. They're ingrained and they're inherent. No, I was just going to say, yes, they are ingrained and inherent. And there's part of that that still occurs. And I'm only talking about this because I just wrote this part of my book, which means I lived it again and shared that with Sarah. And she um, is still thinking about it and mortified. So one of the things, and, and this has just triggered a memory, it's really interesting how, you know, cert, like because I'm in that spot, memories are being triggered. One of the things that I, that, um, I was told when um, I was given this book, or a different book than when I told you, about when I was about to get married, and, want, and it's about the king is in his castle. So it was about putting on lipstick before he got home. Like, I'm not even fucking kidding you. This is like 2000, 2001 that I get this book. But I think that in the conservative Christian world, it's like 1950 all over again. And I was like, wait, how am I going to put lipstick on if I'm at work too? And then, you know, I was like, so anyways, it became a big fucking running joke. But at the same time, are you kidding me? Like, I, I, I couldn't believe that this was the shit I was reading. And it was like, so that when the king is in his castle, you greet him with lipstick and make an effort. I was like, that was like the fucking wedding advice I got. I was like, yeah, no thanks. <laughs> we got married in Vegas. I got nothing. <laughs> no, um, I just, I think I've just always been a rebel in like pushing the boundaries and I've never... I've never felt comfortable with people telling me what to do. So I was kind of always like, oh, fuck that. Oh, I did say fuck that. Yeah. But who the fuck is saying that? But, right. <laughs> Don't tell me what. No. <laughs> that, was, that was terrible. That was terrible. <laughs> it's out of my range. <laughs> it was a bit pitchy, dog. Yeah, a big pitchy. <laughs> so 
are we, do you feel as though we can like summarize that what's happening here is that nobody's talking? <laughs> so we're all living in these like bubbles of confusion, like or they're thinking one thing and like we're thinking another yeah, well, thing and never, never, ever discussing it. Well, I think uh, I mean, I, I learn a hell of a lot from the woman's perspective from us having such great communication together. There was, there's things that I didn't even realize or understand. I, I, I looked at, I guess I always looked at uh, a woman's experience from like my point of view, like how I would feel being uh, like this, my brain in just like a woman's body. And I know I can't do that because they, she's, you guys are thinking differently than we are. So I think communication is key. I mean, it, 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 it helps so much. Just like she said earlier that, uh, that um, talking about these things made, made it a lot everything a, a lot easier like our, our relationship got stronger mm-hmm. um, and it, it made the, the sex life better because she was able to kind of not you know like get these get these things out I mean I don't really know what I'm saying right now but well and the other thing I think that he learned from our conversations is that women don't talk about this with each other no at all and so I decided to test it out so like I was like saying to some of my married friends about, I don't know, some stuff that was happening with us. Oh my God, you would have thought like I said something, I don't even know the most offensive thing on the planet. They were like, that's disgusting. He's lucky if he gets it like once a month, I learned how to like do this, this and this. And I mean, I am telling you not one, not two, not three, like every single person that I, cause I don't, I like to do experiments on people, but they don't even realize I'm doing it. What did you ask them? I just wanted to tell us something about. I was just sharing like about your. Like I was about sharing. Your sex life? I decided. Were you sharing yeah, about your sex life? I, I was, and I decided that like I go was. Go on. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, I don't want to hear it. I, I don't want to hear so, it from you. What were you saying? At all. <laughs> Speaking to the so mic. so okay yeah so be be kind of vague because I don't want to hear like specifics. <laughs> No, (laughs) (laughs) prove it. Listen to me. Girls do not talk about sex at all, at all, ever, ever. Wait, wait. so married or I never talk to anyone about it. I don't. Yeah, I think that's. I think that there's mostly married. Because then I was misled. Because I, I thought. Because I always thought. Sex, sex in the city, right? Wasn't the whole show about women, their sexual experiences in New York and them talking about I it thought, each other? I thought women were more open to each other about that stuff than guys, at least okay, married. Well, cause like, I'm going to say from my experience, nope. So I think that there are times when I'm okay with being more open and talking about it, and then there are times when I just don't talk about it at all. So I think it just depends. But what I will say is that I think guys are just like, yeah, I got laid last night. Cool, cool. And that with us, we're like, okay, so then he took off my pants. Um, then- no, I would no, never no, guys that. break it down like way more than what you <laughs> oh, just said. Oh, do you? Oh, 100%. I would never in a million years do whatever you just said there. Oh. I was being very vague and it was still offending everyone. It was just offensive to them that I was having sex that often. Like, and mortifying. How is that offensive? I, I mean, offensive in a, in a way of like, I just see. like mortifying. Right. Like, like, oh why my God. would you do well, that? Well, what in the world would make you want to like do that? Well, like you said, it's ingrained in their, in their, their brains from, from childhood passed down generation to generation. That, that, like that book 
that you were talking about. I mean, it, but that kind of, I guess, mentality, they, they, they just feel that, oh, you don't, you don't speak of these things. That's gross. That's nasty. That's slutty or whatever. And then, and then I guess the girls that would want to talk about it, then they feel like they can't talk about it because then they're going to get shamed by all the other girls that don't want to talk about it. I did get shamed. Have these ladies been married for like a super long yeah, time? Yeah, and I even said, I understand. I fucking like did that too. I get it. I'm just saying that currently this is the situation. <laughs> so can somebody be happy for me? Please. No, I didn't really give a shit about that. I was just testing out something because so I'm a researcher at heart. Okay. So how <laughs> did call you... call me Brene. How, oh, God. So, no, I love her. So, how did you feel with the results? I just wanted to prove it to Mike. <laughs> oh, it wasn't for you at all. <laughs> it was for me because I thought maybe I'm wrong because I've been approved for like, and not necessarily in my actions, but in my language for so long. Like, maybe if I can like say these things, then other people will feel comfortable to talk about it. Well, yeah, I think when, when she brought up that uh, I don't have any friends that talk about this, nobody ever says this stuff, I'm like, that's insane. Like, there has to be, like, like women don't talk about this. I'm like, I, I've known women that talk about certain things. You know what I mean? Like, I don't think I don't think this is a general uh, way of thought. I thought it was just, like, maybe just her group of friends are just not like that or the people that she knows. But I, I don't know. Maybe maybe it is on a widespread thing. I guess, I guess without taking like a national poll, you don't really know that if, if every woman is, is this way and there's just like maybe 1% that, that were like feel free to talk about it or, you know what I mean? I, I don't know. Like I, it's happened with my friends where like it, we are all super fucked up and then like some, some one of the guys asks like some random question and then some of them will answer and then some of them won't. And But that's in mixed company. I'm talking like... Oh, you're talking like girls just like talking girls to each talking, other. Like I'm not going to... Like, yeah, because we're see, not going to initiate. They see these things, like you said, on Sex in the City. And you think like, I'm going to call you up and be like, so last night? Like, right. fuck no. I'm not talking about that. Right. Well, like, yeah, I guess on TV and movies, a lot of times that, that, that gives us a certain impression. Like, you see women, they're always like, oh, yeah, he was like this or blah, blah, blah. You know, like, they, yeah. it's like you, that's a, that's a thing. Like, they would talk about, like, when he said like whatever. this, he held up his pinky. Oh, okay. <laughs> you have, you have to Patreon. be on Patreon to have seen that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I, you know, you, you would, you would see that in different movies and in, in, in TV. And I, I just figured that, that women, I think the same way Randy thought that women might be even more so uh, or, or talk even more sexual than, than guys do about it and, or get and, more in depth. And, and maybe that's what, you know, has been ingrained in us or what we've seen on like TV and stuff yeah. like that, 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 you know, Oh, it's girl talk, you know, like that kind of shit. Like, or, or yeah, you would see on like a movie, like, like certain women, they're like, Oh, I can't, like, they would see a hot guy and like, Oh, I just want to jump on him. This and that. Like, like it, it, it gives us this impression that uh, that I guess women think the same way men do. And but I did do that today with Sarah. It's oh, just yeah? that my jumping on someone is very different from your jumping on someone. One and two, I'm not giving her the lowdown on like my sex life. You know we're recording this, right? <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Did you touch a boob? He touched my your, boob. Your body's kind of blocking her, so I think you can get away with it. Yeah. That, that, uh, that's that Trump said. That's probably not good because I didn't ask for Listen, consent. don't worry. Okay. And on that note, <laughs> we understand that was all over the place, but you need to understand it's almost one in the morning <laughs> where we're at. So we've been, and we did discuss off air a few things that were a little bit more personal, but I think still are a good part of conversation that we might get back to at some point. So we would love to know though, since you know about the male and female perspective in our lives, if, are we wrong? Like not, I don't think anybody's wrong, wrong, but no, no, no. We'd love to hear differing opinions or even same opinions. Or, yeah, so maybe you feel differently than what we've said. And I don't know. I feel like until we start all talking about it, we're not going to know how anybody feels. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so let's open the conversation. We started and we felt super awkward. I mean, this entire thing was extremely awkward for me. Yeah. Did not bother Mike one bit. Not one bit. But, um,. Yeah, stuff like this just makes me really uncomfortable, but I'm getting better. I'm getting a lot better. Yeah, I am too. Yeah, I think even since we started mm-hmm. the podcast, you and I have definitely like grown in this area. So, right, you know, we'll just be awkward first. Yes. <laughs> and hopefully help <laughs> the rest of you out. I call Randall Captain Awkward sometimes. <laughs> Maybe I haven't said that to his face yet. <laughs> I don't know. With the way he looked at you, maybe. <laughs> I know. I was like, oh, wait. <laughs> but yeah, give us, uh, send us an email at unqualifiedtherapists at gmail.com. Or you can DM us on Instagram at unqualifiedtherapists. Or check us out on our fan page for unedited episodes with the video as well. So you can see our awkwardness and the looks that we give each other and the looks we give our second halves. Better halves. No, not better halves. Sorry, guys. Love you. Other. Um, other half. <laughs> but yeah, you can see all of the um, awkwardness. Along there. with that awkwardness, Sarah and I just recorded a chakra healing sequence to kind of give you a little bit more in-depth understanding of that visually uh, that goes along with the podcast episode that Sarah did on chakra healing. And it just goes along with every day making you feel better because Amy's Amy took a selfie before (laughs) and after and the difference like not even on purpose just Mm -mm. like testing out the light the lighting and stuff and she looked at it she's like oh my god I look completely different she's like look at my face before and after and it was so beautiful like the difference in it yeah so wild how that happens so So we can't I can't explain it maybe Sarah can't scientifically but I cannot but I'm telling you that the chakra opening your chakras works it does Getting your body moving works. It's just a lovely thing. But go check all of that out at patreon.com slash unqualified therapists. Are you like getting your body moving with sex? Is that what you're getting at? Mm. Were you trying to make it full circle? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Vote for us. Best of the Berg. You can find it on your on our link tree. Yes. We will be back next week with a qualified guest. So we'll go every other. (laughs) I'm real excited about this next week. Warriors, just open that throat chakra. I mean, in the sense of speaking your truth. 
Sexually. And let's talk about sex, baby. Let's talk about you and me. So Randy is shaking his head. <laughs> I embarrass him on a regular basis. But yeah, talk about sex. Do it. Just saying the word sex right now is making me feel awkward. I'm awkward for you. Sex. <laughs> talk about it. <laughs> with your partners <laughs> or your friends yeah okay all right till next week here's <laughs> here's an awkward goodbye let's hear it TikTok, i want to sex yeah. you up TikTok, you don't stop stop that's all the words i, I can't <laughs> that was fantastic all right thanks guys we love you bye bye Shut it out, make it where we go.